Come on, you yellows. Flying high below this Wembley archway sky today. Welcome to the original, the Talker United Yellow Army podcast brought to you each week by Guy Henderson and Richard Hughes of the Herald Express and Devon Live. We'll talk you through the latest news from Plainmore. We'll chat to the people making the news around the club. You can find us in the Talker United channel on the Devon Live website, on Spotify and on iTunes. Welcome to another Yellow Army podcast, speaking the morning after a mighty draw with Dorking Wanderers. Which mighty we'll talk draw, about. yeah. Uh, we are the entertainers in the league now, aren't we? Yeah, we are. We are the, the goals going in and, and all sorts. And uh, yeah, Thir- come to play more if you, if you want to be entertained, as Robbie Williams once said. <laughs> 34 goals in the last six games. Is that what it is? 34 in the last six. It what? Was, we lost 3-2 to Maidenhead. Then it was 2-2 uh, against Hampton and Richmond. Mm-hmm. 4-4 against Altringham. Yeah. 6-1 against Aldershot. Well done. Thanks, Ernie. Shut the door. There we go. <laughs> 2-2 against Derby. Yeah. And 3-3 last night. A Desmond is my mate. Uh, a 2-2, yeah. yeah. So uh, we've scored 19 of the 34 goals at Playmore in the last six games. That's, that's incredible. 15. I hadn't really added that up. That hadn't occurred to me. But I just what, what? had a look wow. at it this morning. More than five goals a game at Playmore. So if you're a Talker United fan who's coming to Playmore, you're getting your money's worth. And we're just letting the dogs out. We're letting dogs out. <laughs> uh, it's been a long time since we've had a dog-interrupted podcast. Yeah, we so thought we owed you one. We, we did <laughs> owe you one. So if you're listening on headphones there and Ernie's ear-piercing um, bark got you. Uh, we are also looking after another very large dog, Milo the Fox Red Labrador, whose tail uh, bangs on everything. It's so that's kind of a wrecking hear. ball, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, <laughs> you'll, you'll occasionally hear a... And that's exactly what that is. And I'm back. Richard's back. For, for one, for one yes. week only. For one week only. <laughs> yeah. yeah, thanks to David Thomas for last week. And um, I must ask David Thomas if we can do next week yeah. as well. Yeah. We're certainly back on iTunes. I'm not sure if we've solved the Spotify mystery yet. Uh, you have, you have to check people on it, don't you? Yeah. The IT people on so, it. So uh, do bear with us. But if you're searching for the podcast, it's always on the Devon Live website. It is. It is. My, my lower grief. Uh, Milo's dis- walking around with a big blue dinosaur in his mouth. <laughs> it's quite distracting, isn't it? <laughs> uh, despite the fact that we played last night um, and we didn't get home until 10 or half past We 10. weren't really expecting a press conference no, in the morning, were but we? But there was one and um, Gary's been stuck in traffic on the way down and As, he was, yeah. he's obviously, you know, he's been thinking about last night's game and he's quite effusive this morning. He's yeah. quite, you know, it's a good chat with Gary. Um, while we deal with the dogs, um, <laughs> we'll go off and let's have a listen to what Gary had to In say. In an echoey room, by the way. So it might be. Yeah. And, and, and Brent, Brent, Brent Pilnick was standing quite close to my microphone, I know. Was he? So, so when he when he chips in a bit later, uh, just cover your ears. There's a lot of voices there, but yeah, we're, yeah. we're among them. And uh, let's, let's, uh, let's have a listen to what Gary Johnson has to say. And we'll be back on the other side of Gary Johnson. So, Gaffer, 3-3 draw last night against Dawkins. Is it a kind of a yin and yang in your head at the moment where you're frustrated that we're letting teams seem to have two goal advantages on us, but also pleased and proud that we're digging in that much that we're getting back into these games? Yeah, I think I'm describe what you said, yin yang. I'd say it's all a bit of sweet, really. You know, you're, you're, you're happy when your boys have got that spirit that they're going to, you know, they're we know they can get back into a game. But as I said yesterday, after the game, that you know, we, we, we've got to get ahead in the game 
more ahead in the game, not just one now or you know, to uh, yeah. to then relax and play our stuff and then still finish strong. That's what I want to happen, which is what happened against all the shots. So um, yeah, it's uh, the boys know know that. It's uh, when people sometimes say to me, you know, if you've got into them at half time, why don't you get into them at the start of the game? Well, you can't get that angry at the start of the game. Um, and you have to, every, every team at this level has got a way of playing and they're good at what they do. You know, if you look at the, the, the style of player Dorky, they have a particular pattern. Um, it's an expensive open pattern, which means it's difficult to, to mark all of them because they have lots of players waiting for the transition and the break and they play, you know, around the outsides and, um, and they've done it well and they score goals. But because they're expensive, then you have to know how to get goals against them, uh, which is obviously what we did. So I suppose both teams will say that they've done their job and if you was a better man, you'd have, you'd have back to three or five, four for one of us, you know what I mean? So, but anyway, I'm disappointed really that the game didn't last a little bit longer because I think we was, um, you know, we was in the ascendancy at that point. Two lone players scoring the goals last night in Dylan De Silva and, and Mark Ellis. Is it pleasing to see that, that they've come in and with each game they're growing into your, your way and your system? Yeah, I think the, you know, the recent loans have been good with Lucas, Mark, Stephen Way, Dylan. Um, I think they've given us something that we, we didn't have. Um, it certainly gives us a stronger squad. And, um, and now the squad's getting a little bit bigger and a little bit fitter um, as far as the lads that have been injured and, and lads that are now coming onto the bench like Hanson, etc. Um, you know, there's more competition now um, and people will find if they have a, a dodgy game or, you know, or too poor a game then they'll, they'll find themselves not playing and, and we've got some big games coming up and they all want to play in that, of course they do. So, um, they know that it's, you know, I'll, I'll pick the best team that I think can win the game, uh, the next game. Games come thick and fast and it's uh, home to Chesterfield on, on Saturday, team that's started well this season and, and it is up there. Are you expecting, I mean we've had a quite a, not a bad record against Chesterfield recently, but are you expecting yet another hard game uh, against a uh, Paul Cook side? Yeah, they're a good team, good team. Obviously, a very experienced manager, um, and uh, he'd probably be saying the same about us, <laughs> hopefully. And uh, and it's and it's a matter of who turns up on the day, you know, which players that he's got turn up, and which players that we've got to turn up. You need that little bit of luck, you know, in a game where I mean their first goal was a great strike yesterday. But it was a deflected strike that went in, in the, you know, that can easily go over the bar. Or, um, and so you do need that little bit of luck in games, but you need to be in it. You need to make sure that a team's not too far away if they happen to score the first goal. You don't want to be free run down again. So um, I thought the supporters were great uh, against Dawkins because they, you know, it was a bit quiet at first because not a lot was happening. And then when it started happening, they sort of got behind us. 
and I can't express enough going in the Chelsea, uh, Chelsea Chesterfield game. Um, maybe Chelsea the next. <laughs> got no problem if we meet that. Um, in the Chesterfield game, where um, it will be beneficial for the supporters to be that 12th man, which they they are good at. You know, whether it's the noise, whether it's the the songs, whether it's the making, influencing things that go on on the pitch. Do you know what I mean? All those sort of things, they can be, uh, they can be a, a real big plus for us. Um, six games in 18 days is, is a big ask from a squad that was quite stretched to begin with. How do you manage you know, some of the players who are just coming back from injury uh, and some of the players who, as you said the other week, need a bit of rest now and then? Yeah. It's a difficult one because when it's going well, we just really want to say same team. Um, but then on occasions, a certain player might show signs of being a little bit tired, and then you have that uh, decision of do you play him again? Uh, do you play somebody that's not played as many games as that player? So you sort of manage it from day to day, really. You know, you, they're all trying hard in training, that's for sure too. The ones that are injured that want to get back in and the ones that are in want to stay in. So they are trying hard. Um, it's like when you take people off. You know, sometimes they, you know, they wonder why you're taking them off. And then generally you show them stats and the stats are slightly less than what they normally do. Now I've not got the stats in front of me, but I can see with my eyes if somebody's a little bit tired and not making the runs that you want them to make. Um, so, you know, we're pretty good at sussing that out. So, really, it really is day to day. Yeah. Um, and as players do more, because normally, if you're injured, it's like the off-season. So, when you get fit, you should have six weeks of a pre-season to get fit, match fit. And then you have to have matches in like you do pre-season. But we haven't got the beauty of that. You know, we can't do that. So. We have to work it where you know, somebody has to come on after an hour, for instance, to play half an hour. And, and that's how we, we're managing it at the moment. The other thing I was going to ask you about is Mark Ellis. Obviously, in four games now, you know, he's become a major part of the squad. Great to see him get a goal last night. How important has he been for the, you know, the development of this team? He, he's been very important. He, he, people trust him. He's been there, done it. And, uh, he shows how much, how well he reads the game. I think that's the main thing for us. And, you know, you've got a centre-back that reads the game in the penalty area, then generally he's heading it clear or he's getting there first, you know. So, um, uh, he's, getting, he's been a fantastic in inclusion for us. Yeah. It's what we needed at this time. How long have we got him for? Well, we, 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 it's a month yeah. initially. Uh, of course, you know, there'll be, and that comes up in a couple of games' time. But um, you know, we'll, we'll have to talk to the, his parent club, yeah. we'll have to talk to him. Of course, we'd like him to stay, but uh, you know, he's also got a family that are up north, so we're having to manage that as well. But um, yeah, well, you know, we're not just going to let it drift, you know, we're going to ask the question. With, with Mark, Obviously, he's, you know, he was here, he's been here you know, eight, nine years ago with some good times, especially in the cup and things like that. How important has that experience been and that kind of knowledge of the club beforehand for him coming back in? Yeah, I think that's 
the reason why he came back to us. Um, he, he was obviously comfortable previously when he was here. He's obviously got um, you know bright thoughts about the place. And uh, there was a few clubs that were interested in taking him, um, which he, he turned down previously um, because he, you know, he he wanted to be somewhere that was uh, comfortable for him. And uh, we had a chat with him, so on and so forth, and uh, we managed to win the day. And Barrow were happy as he wasn't playing there to, for us to take him. As I said, now we just got. To, carry on the talks and see if we can keep him for longer. With, with regards to the Derby replay, how important is, is the finances that are going to come from this? You've been live on the telly, so you get a big chunk of cash for that. Obviously a full house at Plainville. You're going to go to Derby and you'll, you know, I, I know the ticket prices are less, but that'll probably mean there's quite a lot of people there. You'll probably get a big chunk of cash from, from your share of the gate receipts as well. I, you, I know you won't get it personally. <laughs> The club will. will like well, you know, well, maybe you and George Graham on motorway services, but maybe not. Um, but, but, you know, some of that, will some of that feed through to your squad and will you be able to perhaps use some of that money to get, you know, to persuade another Mark Ellis or somebody like that to come in? Yeah, I mean, it's something that uh, when all that has happened, um, of course, clubs need extra finance and they always... They, they budget for sort of getting through the first round game sometimes and then they budget for something else and so whenever you play a big game and it brings in a little bit of extra cash then um, it's a positive and then it means that you know myself uh, and the board of directors will discuss anything that might come up and um, and then see whether we've got the, the money to, to see it through um, you know we're all very aware of um, what we need, but that need has got to be available and it's got to be within our uh, structure of finance. Um, so, but as I've always said, whenever something has become available and we've needed to do something, the club has always, has always been there. And it might be a bit easier if there's a bit more sloshing around. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you, you've got a very pessimistic view of what happens to cash. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe it's sloshing around. Sloshes around for a small amount of time, I guess, doesn't it? man's not listening. I'm sure he's not. Um, you know, the fact you've got, you, you played last night, we've touched on it before, you know, you the Chesterfield game and then you've got the Derby game. The lads will obviously be, I think they wouldn't be human if they didn't have one eye on Derby County, I would argue. How important... How difficult is it to try and keep the focus on Chesterfield, but nonetheless kind of yeah. have them ready for, for, for Derby as well? Yeah, I would argue um, that if, when they may be thinking about Derby like now, but when that uh, whistle goes for the kickoff against Chesterfield, they won't be thinking about mm -hmm. Derby. You know, there's too much that they have to think about regarding that game. You know, they'll be our tactics, they'll be their tactics, they'll be them trying to make sure they keep a place. For the their place for the derby game, do you know what I mean? So mm -hmm. everything must be focused on that game, and that's how we we coach them anyway. Because my experience, I will definitely see if they're saving themselves for derby, and they'll be coming sitting behind me in the game pretty quickly. Do you know what I mean? And they know that because I've, I've done it on lots of occasions. As far as somebody's not concentrating early on, um, we don't keep them out. There. You know, so we give them a bit of a chance by giving them a shouting over to them 
But um, if it don't change, then we change then. Fair enough. I think one or two fans said to me last night, I thought that in the second half, we looked a bit tired, jaded, flat. Do you think that has more to do with the fact that suddenly we're two goals down and it's hard work to get back than actually football and other reasons and, and that sort of thing? In other words, it's almost like, here we go again, we've got another fight on. I think we were jaded and flat early in, in the first half. We didn't start with that sort of energy that we expect from us and, and they had a little bit of the ball uh, mid-game and then when we we was a bit flat for the like obviously when teams score two goals against you it looks flat the supporters ain't going to be cheering you know what I mean so, so it looks flat but we finished strong so you know that it's a, very much a mental state and that's what we we try and help them with um, as far as getting the mental side of it straight and where's your 100%, how fit are you, push yourself because you'll never know until you push yourself. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and at least we've got that comeback ability, is that, is that a word? Yeah. Um, at the moment, that's, the, that's the, the good thing. We don't want to keep coming back, we want to be in the league, <laughs> you know what I mean? But, um, if you're not in the lead, at least the fans and everybody and the players, and we all know that we've got that ability to, to get the yes. game done. And in the closing stages last night, I thought there was one player who, who, who had epitomised that, which was Tom Napsley, who, 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 who had to work very hard all night to get, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, not a lot at times, but he was the one who was going yeah. as hard in the closing stages as anybody else, and it was his cross that Aaron nearly, nearly yeah. managed to. Was um, it Aaron? Did he, he, Aaron yeah. got on the end of. of oh, it was that one, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. I think um, Will had a great chance at yeah. 3 all right at the end. Where he, he did, yeah. The yeah. But, um, but Tom just yeah, seems Tom, to. He, that, well, he epitomises our, our team. Yeah. In his work rate and his energy and his uh, professionalism, really. You know, don't forget, he was out for a long, long time. You know, and sometimes it takes an injured person, especially if it's a hamstring or a calf to get the confidence in their body to give it their all. And Tom's now got to that stage where that's what he can do. He, he, he laid on a great pass for uh, Dylan, didn't he, for the second goal, was it? Mm. You know, he yeah, one I, tackle. I thought it was somebody else from though, but it was him. Yeah, yeah it was, yeah. yeah, yeah, and, yeah, uh, yeah. and then Dylan went for a sport. So, yeah, we, you know, we, we're, we're on the cusp, aren't we, of, 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 of being good at this moment in time and, and we just got to keep that keep that going uh, on and off the field. How much does coming off the bottom matter? It would have mattered more if we'd have got the win well I was saying that of course a free one down yeah. you'd have ripped somebody's arm off there so you could have a free all. But um, and it's it is good to be off the bottom and that was one of the positives that yeah. was able to be said in the dressing room after the game. Um, but we knew that if we'd have won the game, we'd have been out of the bottom four. Yeah. Um, however, it, it, every point does take you a little bit closer to a bigger group of teams. And, um, and we just got to keep going. It's good, as I've said to the lads, it's, it's early enough to... We've got to make sure that we get out 
healthy, dangerous zone as quickly as possible. Don't leave it to the last month. We've got to do it now. You know, don't think that, well, we've got plenty of time, we'll be okay, we're a good team. We've got to do it as soon as we can and then start seeing where we end up. Any uh, update on uh, injured lads, how, how they're getting on? Um, um, four mainly now, I think, isn't it? Or four long, the longer term ones? Yeah, uh, I think Corey. Yeah, Corey's not a million miles away. He's just got to get his fitness back. So he's doing work? Yeah, he's working, yeah, yeah. He's working hard. Um, then you've got. Kieran is. Kieran trained up. for the first time with contact uh, on, uh, what's the other track of the day? <laughs> Thursday, Thursday today, yeah, Tuesday. Days ago, yeah. Yeah, this, this week anyway. Yeah, and so he was in uh, fight so I had contact. Right. Ali was marking him, so he had a lot of contact. Which <laughs> 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 he wasn't happy with. <laughs> but uh, anyway, so um, he's, he's, he's not far away, but he's just got to get that fitness yeah. as well. And um, then you've got the two left-backs. Yeah, uh, ben and yeah, Ben and Meyer uh, is, is still a couple of weeks away. Yeah, because he had a bone yeah, that's right. Yeah, he's, he's a little bit away. And so Dan Martin on crutches on. Well, Dan Martin's further away, yeah. you know, unfortunately. But uh, and then you know, Dean Moxie is the other one. Yeah. He, he he should be okay um, for the weekend. Right. But we just you know we're not sure yet until we no. see him today. That's a muscle. That's an ongoing niggling strain, isn't it? I uh, yeah. I don't like to say when exactly it's just going to come back what it is. No. Yeah, but. It's uh, no, it's not. A, it's not a strain. Oh. It was more of a, a knock and a, a, a discomfort. Right. Yeah. So there's a possibility you might be back. Anyway. Yeah. 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 So interesting to hear from the gaffer. Interesting to hear about the injuries. Good news that Dean Moxie isn't far from coming yeah, back. Yeah, that sounds cause, good. Yeah, because yeah. we miss him when he's not in the side. Although I do think, I mean, obviously he picked up a like. Did Gary say it was a slight knock or something? Yeah. Uh, yeah. He was getting ripped apart uh, against Derby, wasn't he? And the, the 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 chap on the right wing had space, uh, had pace was, for for England, didn't he? And he was, um, he was good, and they yeah. were they were using him a lot down there. Yeah, so Dino, and Dino put in a big shift before he Dino. Dino was trying his best, but bless him, he's not the youngest man on the field, and I, I think uh, I, I I think him leaving the pitch injured. Uh, as long as the injury is, wasn't bad, it was kind yeah. of blessing in disguise because I think that sorted that out a bit. Well, it's like taking Asa Hall off um, yeah. last night. I mean, yeah. you've got to be, as we've just said to Gary, six games in 18 days, you've got to be a little bit sparing yeah. with some of the players who have had knocks um, who are showing signs of a bit of wear and tear. Yeah. Shall we talk about the Derby game? Let's talk about the Derby game. Our first thing we need to do... There is an apology we need to make. Dave and I said last week with great confidence that Torquay had never won a game by six goals to nil. Right. Uh, and they have. It was pointed out they beat Canterbury 6-0 just before they played Leeds in the FA Cup in 1965. You're playing a team like called Canterbury. You do, you do sort of seem to think it should be like 1698. <laughs> yes, right, yes. And, and Torquay did play Canterbury. <laughs> Chaucer might say. I've just been reading the uh, the history of the Anglo-Saxons, so I think that's why yeah. that's why that's popped into my Although that wasn't 60, I'm not going to... No, don't, 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 don't let me go down that Don't line. go there. Yeah, so Torquay 2, Derby 2, what a fabulous game of football that was on Sunday. Uh, those who weren't at playing, well, hopefully you saw it on the TV because it was on proper TV. Proper TV. Terrestrial TV. Uh, uh, there's no terrestrial TV existing anymore. However, 
BBC One, Two, ITV, and Channel Four still in my head, and obviously yours are still terrestrial television channels. Well, mine comes out from under the ground. Mine comes in a cable from under the ground. Well, there we go. So it's terrestrial, yeah. But so, yeah, Talkie 2, Derby 2, a fantastic second half performance. (coughs) We need to say a big thank you to the bloke who ran on from the Derby terraces right at the end and took his shirt off. He was no oil painting, but he did add on those extra couple of minutes that we needed. He did. And what I enjoyed about that more than any anything else uh, uh, of that that kind of running around the... He ran around so much that because uh, the, 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 uh, the people who should have been chasing him just couldn't be bothered. I know. So actually, yeah, yeah. he just ran around the pitch until he realised that no one no was coming one was for him. him. Yeah. So he just... Came off the side. It's as if everybody's just standing there going, look, nobody's interested. Just come on, run yourself nobody's out. He's coming on. I mean, he, he ran quite a bit. He's probably he not did. run that far for a quite, a, quite a considerable time. He didn't look time. as if he'd run no. that far for some time. And Joe Barlow got him in the end. Yeah. So um, yeah. he was... Uh, but but he actually... And I, I think their manager actually referred to it in his post-match. Oh, did, did he? Because it was in extra time. It was in um, added time. It was. And added time was ticking away and it was 2-1 to Derby. Yeah. And this Herbert ran on. And the referee obviously added another minute and a half, two minutes, and the rest, as they say, is history. He took his shirt off. I was for a minute, for a second. I That's thought the I dog, thought the ref was. We've lost Les- Leslie Phillips this week, haven't <laughs> yeah, we? Yeah. yeah. Um, for a minute, I thought the rest was coming off, and I was, I was, yeah, yeah. It was, it was a bit of a worrying moment. So, I mean, let's just run through the game. Two good goals for Derby. Asula got a couple of good ones. Yeah, the um, two a, good goals, yeah. actually. And I didn't realise that was his debut on loan from a club I can't remember. I didn't know that. But it looks good. a player. Oh, he's yeah. made, he's made yeah. a bit of an impression yeah. there, hasn't he? Uh, and at that point, you'd have, you said, we were sat there thinking, all right, we're 2-0 down. We might get something out of this, but I can't honestly see us getting anything out of it. But then... Everything changed. Yeah, in all honesty, with 10 minutes, what, what, I can't remember what, what the score was 10 minutes ago. It would have been 2-1, would it? Uh, mm. Yeah. But as soon as oh, we, yeah, of as course soon we got yeah, one. Yeah, 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 yeah. So with 10 minutes to go, I thought, well, 2-1, I'm quite happy with that. I, I might have taken that at the start of the day. You know, yeah. we've given them a, a, a decent game in the second half. And, and if it doesn't come, then it doesn't come. And, you know, let's concentrate on the league. Yeah. Because I thought, yeah, that's, we've done all right. The penalty, um, which no doubt... Which changed the game completely. Completely changed the game. I know Aaron Cashin, uh, who got the red card, has had that rescinded. Yeah, I find that weird. I understand the strict interpretation of why the red card was rescinded. In other words, it's double jeopardy um, and... well, and they also there was a feeling that Craig Forsyth, the other defender, was... Was... was, was So Cashin wasn't actually the last defender. The last man. But... It's so ambiguous when you watch it anyway. I mean, you could interpret that both ways. Yeah. Therefore, the referees had to make a decision on the pitch, however long it took him to make it. He made yeah. that decision. I don't think you're rescinding. I mean, we've seen red cards not rescinded in the past when they've been clear and obvious, haven't we? Yeah. So, you know, the FA has just completely ignored us. So why that one was rescinded, I don't know. I, I think that's a bit weird. However, it doesn't reflect on us because he would have been... He would have been not be able to play last night. Did he play last night? I don't know. Or, uh, yes, he did. Yeah, play last so, night. so yes, he, he would. Did. That's the game he would have missed, not yeah. ours. So it makes no difference. Uh, uh, Asa Hall took a penalty. Yeah, and drove Ooh. straight through the goalkeeper. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, uh, 
it wasn't the best penalty in the world, doesn't was matter. it? No, yeah. I know it doesn't. If you if you went up to Acer today and said, "Well, that wasn't the best penalty in the world," I would yeah. say, "Yes, it was." No, I wouldn't go and say, <laughs> to say it, that. It went in, and then from then on, Torquay were superb. Yeah, if you watch really, it back really on the good. TV. Derby. Quite often, you find that a team with ten men plays pretty well, mm. but Derby just disappeared. Fell apart. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It was all Torquay. We could have won it. And then the goal comes in the 95th minute. A word for Dylan Crow. Yeah. Uh, who was heading away from the goal and swivelled and chipped a beautiful ball. As um, you pointed out the other day, it was yeah. a great ball. Yeah, it? it fell in the danger zone. If he if he hit it slightly too hard, the goalie would have been able to come up and pluck yeah. it out of the air. Uh, any softer and it would have would have been ineffective. He, he uh, It was an up and over, wasn't it? And it, 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 it landed perfect. right yeah. in the perfect yeah. zone for for then um, Aaron Jarvis to have two two strikes yeah. uh, the first one was blocked and it came back to him what, what, one each foot and it came back to him and, and he, you you reckon that one was going well, in I've anyway. watched it and I reckon that was going in now taking nothing away from Will Goodwin's striking prowess to put a foot on it uh, I mean it was a better strike than it looked in, in mm-hmm. the flesh it yeah. looked like more yeah. of a deflection in the flesh but yeah. in actual fact he meant it yeah. um, and, and put it in the top corner way away from the goalkeeper I, I but when it. you look at it carefully yeah. if he hadn't touched it I think the ball was still heading for the bottom um, left, ha- uh, left hand corner yeah. um, from uh, Jarvis's original strike and I don't think the goalie would have got there so um, it's got it covered both let, let's ways. call it 3-1 yeah. uh, yeah. three, three, let's call it 3-2 yeah. I th- I described it in the live match blog as Goodwin having lashed the ball in I've yeah. slightly over egged that well I thought it was I thought it was a deflection and you didn't know much about it so we were in between <laughs> yes. but um, also in my in my match report and of course you, you, you don't have the, 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 the you don't have replays to, to, to look no. at um, and in the excitement of the moment when it's all calmed down, you're writing up, writing up. I didn't actually reference um, Alan, uh, Alan, Alan Jarvis, Aaron Jarvis's uh, strikes. So sorry, Alan. Yeah. Alan, what's your name? Alan Jarvis. A- A- Aaron Jarvis's strikes. Uh, sorry about that. And uh, I, I did uh, make that right in the paper and uh, in pieces that followed up. So, um, but yeah. that just goes to show how much imprinted on the mind, how good that 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 ball back in by yeah. by um, Dylan Crow was. So it takes us on to a replay next Tuesday at Pride Park. We will just say uh, good scenes on the pitch yeah. with the fans coming on. Limbs. I don't mind that. I don't mind it as long as it's over quickly. Yeah. I, um, will Goodwin was a bit... Um, I mean, they piled on Will they Goodwin. They did pile on get Will Goodwin. I think he said afterwards that he thought it was all good fun until he thought somebody might break his leg yeah. at, at any moment. I, but, uh, you know... I, I, I didn't ask. Other people get away with it every time. Yeah, should have asked but didn't whether Torquay would face any kind of sanction for... Well, I would hope not. I would hope not. um, But then we are talking about the FA, so who knows, Guy? We need to find that out. We'll go off and find that out. Uh, Derby. uh, Thank heavens for Liverpool, who took Derby all the way to um, penalties last night. Liverpool kids, wasn't it? I got in the the car after last night's game to hear um, the penalty shootout. Yeah. yeah. So it was nil-nil at full time, wasn't it, against the Liverpool... It was a lot there under twenty three, yeah. Uh, but yeah, thanks Liverpool for uh, wearing them out as yeah, much brilliant. as you possibly could. Cool. Uh, Aaron Cashin did play yeah. in that game last night. So, uh, so did David McGoldrick, interestingly enough, scored the first penalty. Yeah. He now, did, when did. I asked the, the the guy from Dorking, um, what's their nickname? We, we had this discussion. Oh, I was really disappointed. I it, I was going to be referring to them all evening as the Dorks, but yeah, but they're to, not. They're yeah, the Wanderers. They're 
That's a shame, isn't it? It's a shame. You'd love that, wouldn't Come you? Come on, you dorks. <laughs> um, the guy was from the dorks who was sitting next yeah. to me, uh, their social media man. Uh, I did ask what... Uh, oh, no, not, not the dorks. Sorry, no, I was Darby. just stop you Darby. then. Darby, yeah, 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 yeah. The guy from the dorks had some sorry, inside knowledge of Darby's team selection. Sorry, I've got my dorks and my, the dorks and my rams mixed up. <laughs> um, the guy from Derby who was doing their social media was sitting next to me uh, in actual fact it wasn't the guy from Derby. Oh, shall we start this again shall we start this again the guy from from the uh, the Derby Telegraph was sitting which next to me which is our sister publication which is our sister yes. publication so we had a we had a right good chat about that um, he uh, indicated that, that they'd been told that McGoldrick had a little bit of a knock but I, I think possibly he was rested for the game against us because obviously uh, being in the third round of the League Cup uh, against Liverpool might have taken precedent at the time, at selection time, uh, over the Torquay game. But but, oh. I, but I wonder if the manager had yeah. want to change his yeah. mind. I will. Uh, I'll bet you here and now a Yorkie of the flavour of your choice that McGoldrick plays on Tuesday. I'm diabetic, guy. Oh, <laughs> thoughtless of me. I'll think of. But do they else. do flavours now? Yeah, they do. Yeah, biscuit. And rum and ray. Oh, yeah, there are different colours of Yorkie, mm. so they must be different flavours. Okay. Uh, I'll have a rum and raisin and, and I'll give it to Nell. You're on. Absolutely. So, do, let's talk about dorking last night then. Do, the dorks. The dorks. The dorks. I've just written down in a little speech bubble in my notebook that the dorks were easy on the eye. And Gary's referred to it as well. They? Well, they, they were until they kept on making cock-ups. Exactly. I mean, yeah. it's, it's all very well. They play lovely. Part they pass around the outsides of you. We both said they're playing around us here. But there the was a lot. There minutes. was a lot of close passing going on yeah. in their own third of the pitch playing out which, from the back which was possibly too close to some of the Torquay players as well and that that resulted in Torquay's goal the, you know, the opening goal was, was, was basically them being sloppy at the back but now, they play a strange game don't they as they Gary do. was saying they leave players upfield yeah. they leave players out wide yeah. and they'll, they're prepared to ship a few goals because yeah. they know they'll get chances at the other end. I mean, they're a strange team anyway, aren't they? They were only formed Very in odd. whatever years, only 20, 25 years old or something, and the original bloke is, is still there, so the original manager is still there, so... Um, yeah, it's, it's an odd setup. Um, they're doing all good right, on them. They're 13th in the league. Honestly, they're they? 13th in the league. You yeah. could, you, we'd like to be 13th in the league, mm -hmm. although I will say, being 13th in the league, they're only about nine points ahead of us. Yeah, yeah, it's, so, it's quite tight, yeah, isn't it's it? It's very tight still in that division. So we went 1-0 up, Dylan De Silva, as you say. Great strike. Dor the, yeah. the Dorks got into trouble from, you know, playing yeah. out from the back. And there were a couple of their players who didn't look remotely comfortable with playing out from the back. And De Silva robbed him. Robbed, it, robbed him, pushed it forward, ran onto it. And it was a hell of a strike. Great strike. Yeah, left foot, bang. Talking of great strikes, uh, Dorking's equaliser. Haven't watched that back yet. I thought I thought it went straight in, and I think you said you thought I it went thought straight it in, straight, but, but, yeah. but Gary seemed to reference yeah. a deflection this morning. So well, well, we're we're seeing it from Bristow's bench, yeah. so we're kind of seeing it side yeah. on, maybe looking at. And it. he's obviously watched the video since, yeah. so, so maybe there, apparently was, a there was a bit of a deflection. Yeah. So maybe it's, it's still. A hell I mean, it was strike. still a great strike. It was funny because it was it, the ball popped out to him at the edge of the area, twenty five yards or so yeah. out, and his first touch was terrible. <laughs> It kind of like stumbled over the yeah. ball to stop it. And then, you know, Playmore was a bit boggy at times uh, yeah. in places last night. And, uh, and then it kind of didn't go anywhere and it kind of mm. stuck under his feet. But from that moment on, he did everything yeah. right. He managed to pull out the hell of a strike. And uh, yeah. Talking of the pitch, considering the number of games they've been on that yeah. pitch and the 
dis- and another one dismal weather yeah. we've had and I mean it's not in bad nick I no it's think. not not at all I think uh, Julian and the team are doing a pretty good job on yeah. that there you, be... you pointed out didn't you that George Edwards and Julian were standing on the pitch looking at a particularly doubtful there's, area yeah, last night after a, the game scratching their heads there's a slightly soggy patch yeah. there isn't there yeah. but that'll be by Saturday you can guarantee it'll be a carpet again yeah absolutely. so um, yeah um, is that Dorking goal came in stoppage time at yeah. the end of the first half, and then it was deflated a bit, didn't it? It was a bit of a. Can uh, we? I, I think I know the answer to this, but can we explain the first ten or fifteen minutes of the second half and the shambles that was Torquay's? Defense? It was. I wrote in the match report. It was like going back to the darkest days of the season. It was. You know, we've had some dark days this season where we've all sat watching some some showers. Yeah. And uh, that's not rain. And um, you know, it felt like we'd gone back to that. Yeah. Um, with three two dead two yeah. goals in two minutes soft goals both of them both of them tap-ins both of them yeah um, and you just had your head in your hands basically thinking all of the hard work that's gone in over the last three or four just weeks been three or four away, matches yeah, yeah. Uh, and then somehow Torquay slapped themselves around the face and got back into the game again I talked to Gary on Tuesday for the for the paper um, knowing that uh, obviously the paper comes out on Wednesday morning so I needed some copy about the, the, the Dorking game and um, he he talked then about you worried me then because you looked at the phone to see if it was, I was recording. Just at how long we've been rolling <laughs> on? <laughs> um, he he said then. Well, I asked him a question then about um, the Gary time goals are coming back. Are they now at that stage where they are fit enough? Yeah. And to to carry on to that moment, you know, and and suddenly you've got a squad of players who know. What Gary's game is, and is it all coming? Is it all falling into place where Gary Gary time goals are a thing that now can yeah. happen again? And he was he was quite open. Yeah, that, that's yeah. right. You know, it's fitness, it's concentration. It's playing till the the, yeah. the very last second, which of course they did against uh, against um, old uh, old. Derby. There's been too Altrinham, many games. Altrincham, Aldershot, Derby, yeah. and Dorking. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. De, uh, De Silva. It's good to see him get a couple of goals. I mean, he's been one of the successes. Yeah. His Funny goal, enough, he's, he struggled a bit yesterday at times, but he scored two goals. Scored so two he, goals. he struggled in his usual role of being the yeah. provider from the width, but scored two goals. Yeah. And the second one, another terrific shot. I mean, another one that kind of went straight through the goal. Yeah. Keeper. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, there was so much power on that. And then Mark Ellis. Yeah, uh, I'd like to watch that one again. We've not seen it yet. I think it, he knew exactly what he was doing. It was a back header. It was, I mean, it was a literally header. a header with like, the back of your head. It was like Uwe Zähler for West Germany against England in the 1970 World Cup, Rich. I'm glad you remember that, but I was still an embryo. Oof. Oof. I was actually probably <laughs> just a little... I, I, was, I was within nine months of being born. Oh, there you go. Uwe Zähler got a back header that everybody says to this day he had no idea what he was doing and right. Uwe Zähler always said he knew exactly what he was doing um, lovely bit I of mean work. he knew what he was doing in as much Mark Ellis he was heading it back towards Goalwoods. goal with his yeah. with his back of his head um, whether he expected that to go in or not is a different was, matter entirely if you haven't seen it yet it was some nice work on the right by Will Goodwin don't yeah. know what he was doing out there uh, cross came in there was a kind of attempted clearance that which shot up in the, the air you know one of those one of those yeah. those when you were a kid you, you, you joked about snow coming back down with it do you know what I mean it did and Mark Ellis got his head to it as he had got his head to most things yeah. last yeah. night back header which looped beautifully over the goalkeeper and into the corner <laughs> into the corner yeah it was a beauty 3-3 three, three. and we could have won it I mean yeah we had chances we had and chances that, that was a shame end. because we did have two really good chances yeah um 
But it happens, doesn't it? Um, I mean, there were a couple of the chances. Let's not dwell on the missed chances because strikers get into positions and you or I wouldn't have got that on target no. either. No. But uh, Tom Lapsley, we talked briefly about Tom oh. Lapsley with the gaffer just yeah. now. There was a moment, what a tackle. Oh, but there was a moment a little way before that when he stretched to make a tackle in the centre circle. Um, and he, 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 really, he yeah. really stretched for one. And as he got up, he thought, oh, the knee's gone. Because it, yeah, it yeah, was a yeah. crunching tackle. And you could actually see him walking it off yeah. and running it off. But Tom Lapsley would be walking a broken leg off, wouldn't oh, he? Absolutely. And the tackle that led to the cross that led to that last chance for Aaron yeah. Jarvis. Yeah. I mean, you could hear that echoing off the back of Bristow's bench. Yeah, absolutely. It was one of those tackles. It was a Tom Lapsley. Commitment. We've described it, him... It was a badge-punching tackle, <laughs> wasn't it? We've described him as a piano shifter in the past in the nicest possible way. Yeah. There wouldn't have been much He's left no saxophonist, of that. is he? No. But there wouldn't have been much left of that piano no. as he tackled it um, in, the, in the last few minutes of the game. Just letting the dog out again uh, of the game last night. So, yeah, great performance yeah. by Lapsley. And it was such a shame that Aaron Jarvis couldn't get that header on target. I know. Because it, was a good, it was a good cross from Will Goodwin and... Uh, but it was, a, it was a just a little tiny bit beyond him. So yeah. when he did get the contact, the ball went up and he yeah. probably couldn't get his head under, above it enough to direct it downwards. And we went up two places. Yeah. We're not only off the bottom, we're two places off yeah, the Yeah, I mean, we now. would have been outside the bloody re relegation zone if we'd won, but no, we are off the yeah. bottom. And I did ask Gary, as you heard just now in the interview, whether that matters, and apparently it does matter. It does yeah. matter. Yeah, and it matters to the fans as well. Yeah. There's nothing... Quite like the ignominy of being. We've just we've just got to make sure now that we don't we don't end yeah. up back down yeah. there. Do you know exactly. what I mean? Sorry, the the Milo was was looking at me lovingly. <laughs> this is the dog, by the way, Milo. <laughs> um, because we've got a big game Saturday. Yeah, Chesterfield. Absolutely. They're third. They've only lost once away this season. They're unbeaten in five games. We ought to be able to beat them, shouldn't we? Yeah. The way we're playing at the moment. Dean Moxie might be back. Yeah, I'm not sure whether he will be or not. I will, Corey Andrews I, isn't. I, I half expect an unchanged team for. Dylan Crow's done all right. There, he's done he? all right. Yeah, yeah he's, he's not. He's not a natural a left back, is he? And um, we are playing for the back, but it's a kind of free at the back with, with with allowance for yeah. Dean Crow to not have to worry so much about defensive no. duties and more about getting forward. And that, that was highlighted, as you pointed out, at the start before the game when, when uh, Aaron Downs was, was warming up with a back three rather yeah. than a back four. I mean, successes of the last few games. I think Sean Donnellan has played really well. I thought he was brilliant against Derby. Yeah. And that shot that he hit, the cleanest strike you'll yeah. ever see, yeah, yeah, yeah. whistled just wide. I was willing that to go in because he's, he's, he's been such he's a been, good game. You know, he's done all right, Donnellan, hasn't yeah. he? And he's, he's not only played in defence and at right back and midfield. Yeah. You know, that's that's... That's good utility. I like him at right back. Yeah. I like him better at right back than I like him in midfield, yeah. I think. Um, but I think he's been brilliant these last few games um, and a goal can't be far away. There's a lad that sits behind us, isn't there, that's quite quite vocal. Yes, yeah, um, yeah. I, I actually often listen to him because he says some... He was very... He's quite insightful. He was, he was, last night against... If you're listening to this, we, we do listen to you and you were absolutely on the mark last <laughs> night against Dorking. It was yeah. like listening to a top TV pundit. <laughs> um, he's very loud. His, his voice, voice probably... 
makes more more, more than Ari is. But um, no, uh, he's insightful, and and I'm I'm just going to listen to you and write the match report from now. I on. think do it blind. But he's um, he he kind yeah, of un- underlined a lot of what we were yeah, saying. And he likes yeah. Donnellan a lot yeah. at the moment. Yeah, he's he, John's no, and Lucas Ness as well. We forget Lucas Ness because he's only a young lad. Yeah, but the, but the reason we forget Lucas Ness is because he, he he flies under the radar because he's doing everything right. Yeah, and. Yeah. No, um, no unspectacularly mm. so yeah so he's 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 doing well don't know how long he's there for I did manage to um, get a question into Gary about Mark Ellis mm. he's here for a month to begin with but they'll be talking to them already about keeping, so. keeping hold yeah. of him yeah I mean, I mean if he's not going to get in the Barrow team it, it, it's more obvious that he, he's, he's here isn't it and he, I mean as, as Gary said his reading of the game there are times last night when He's got the ball at his feet and he's heading back towards his own goal and lesser central defenders might have tried a risky back pass. Yeah. Uh, but Mark Ellis will turn away from goal and if necessary, he'll stick the ball in Marnham Road because that's just the way yeah. Mark Ellis plays. Absolutely. He was at fault for the second goal against Derby, but then that was that was Asula running at him and, yeah. uh, and you know, that player looks decent. There's a lovely clip on the TV. Have you seen the replay on the TV where yeah. they zoom in on Mark Ellis's face? Oh, he's is he not, not, he's not happy? He's down on the ground. <laughs> I think he's just resigned to the fact that he's been... He's been know, done. Every yeah. now and then, you just get done, don't you? Yeah. And he, he was done there. But he hasn't been done very often since he's been there. Uh, the bookies, um, Chesterfield are 2-1 to one on. Okay. Doing that as an away team. Torquay, 17-4 to four this morning, which is basically 4-1, mm. to one, isn't it? Well, that's not bad, is it? I Considering might, we were like, I might have some of that. Yeah, you never know. I do. I, I did my. I should stress that I my maximum bet is a pound. Okay. Um, but I did talkie to draw against Derby and both teams to score. Right. So I, I, I have How a little. Did you? A oh, I won about six pounds. <laughs> wow. I mean, that's that's, <laughs> well, that's that's yeah. There you go. Um. A few, a lot of other things to to mop up. Actually, the okay. Talking United Supporters Trust have been yep. in touch. It's their AGM. Okay. On November the twenty fourth, six thirty at Talkie Rugby Club. Yeah, saw that. It's also available on Zoom if you can't get there, and this will get you there, mate. There's a free drink and a pasty. I don't drink anymore, guy. You don't drink? Do you eat pasties? I eat pasties, but will they veggie be doing, as long as they're doing veggie pasties? Veggie pasties. We are demanding, aren't we? Yeah. We like are very divas, demanding. We? Yeah, we are proper divas. We are. I want uh, no Yorkies, want pint, no pint of diet pasties. coke. No, actually, I want a pint of coke, coke Zero. Yeah, the preferred one, and, and uh, a, vegan a, a vegan pasty, and uh, yeah, that'll get me. There. Okay, soya latte afterwards no, or something. No, I'm okay. not from Totnes. <laughs> Um, I've just Vars. branded a whole town. Yeah. So. One of our colleagues at the press conference this morning said he avoided the traffic by coming in via Narnia. Uh, did he mean so Totnes? He did, yeah. yeah. So he just put the boot into Totnes twice. Uh, get a, a guy, the dog's in the bin. The dog is, um, yeah, let's just chase the dog. Oh, it's not the bin. No, it's, it's, um, it's, it's a filing system. It's a filing sorry system. sorry to describe your filing system as the bin. It's the Herald Express filing system. <laughs> right, I'm just going to shunt him out the door, which is why I may sound a little bit distant for the moment. And he's gone round here. he's gone round the other way. We'll just chase the dog around the house. Um, yeah, the FA Vars throws up some interesting yeah, games, yeah, yeah, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, definitely. Some, some good ties in, this, in the second round. I mean... Our, our area, yeah. Buckland, Brixham and Bobby Tracy are three of the five teams remaining from Devon. Pretty good, isn't it? Buckland welcome Columpton. Yeah, which uh, is one, one, of, the, one yeah. of the others. Uh, Brixham are at home to Andover New Street. Yeah, who, who are from Andover. Who are, <laughs> thank you. Uh, and Brockenhurst go to who Bobby are, Tracy. Who are from Andover. Who are from, 
Oh yeah. <laughs> so there are three games there. I mean, you'll be at Plainmore for talking against Chesterfield. Yeah, but, but if um, if you fancy a, an yeah. FA Vars game, then uh, the, yeah. and you're you really don't want to see Torquay beat Chesterfield, then uh, you've got a choice this you weekend. Beetroot, I wrote down. Beetroot. The third. I like beetroot. The third shirt. Have you seen? Yeah, that? it's lovely, isn't it? The beet. I like it. I yeah. do like it. I mean, it was it was displayed all over the the moving. Uh, yeah. What do you call them? Signage the hoardings. The advertising hoardings. Hoardings. Yeah. hoardings. Yeah. Is that the first time we? I I don't remember seeing moving I think digital for hoardings for live cut games. Have we? Before, I've not seen I that think. before. But it was quite impressive, wasn't it? Yeah. That little Dachshund walking all the way yeah. around the pitch. Yeah. We know him. We do. We do know him. Um, but the beetroot shirt, thoughts on that? I, I like, it. like it. I don't I mind like it. it. I don't mind it. It's not pink. No. It's, it's not pink, it's beetroot. I'd like to see Torquay wear I wonder if they'll wear it uh, away game. Oh, I wonder if they'll wear it on They may wear Derby. it on Tuesday. They may wear it at Barnet the following week. Derby? Because they did yeah. work a few times last season with the black and white striped shirt, which, yeah. which I love, by the way. Yeah, you're, I did, you're I did a sucker for the black and white, aren't you? Um, they did wear that a few times yeah. last season. So I wonder if the beetroot shirt will get an airing at either of the games next yeah. week. We shall see. Yeah, okay. Beetroot on the BBC. How about that? Kiefer Moore. Kiefer Moore. Who? Who? Kiefer Moore is going to the World Cup. The Welsh squad was announced yesterday. Yeah. Uh, in some style, uh, the American squad was also announced yesterday on the top of the Empire State Building with yeah. razzmatazz and fireworks. Yeah. Uh, Wales went to the Welfare Club in Robert Page's hometown, home Perfect. village, yeah. and announced their squad there. Um, Love, doing... Lovely photo of a, of a front door on, on, on social Great, media. Yeah. Whoever's doing the PR for Wales is doing a fine job. Yeah. They're kind of building up this... Uh, the Crimson Thunder underdogs. They'll be down the mines at some point before they go off to... Uh... But it's great to see Kiefer in the World Cup squad. Every, I mean, the World Cup... We'll talk about the actual World Cup maybe next week yeah. and how wrong it all is and how we should all be turning our backs on it. Well, I haven't bought a panini sticker. Panini? Panini? Panini sticker album. Yeah. yeah. Panini sticker album this year for the first time no. since I was about eight. Uh, and that's my little... My little comment on the World Cup. Um, it's, it's profoundly wrong yeah. on every level, but Wales haven't been there for 64 years. We're all going to follow the football. You know, we, are, we, we? We, we, we know that's going to happen, but um doesn't mean we, we can forget. No, we do, we do not buy it. We, you, yeah. you don't have to buy into the regime and everything that's gone on. And uh, I mean, we'll talk about it in depth more, more next year, but there will be things happening during the World Cup that are going to be uncomfortable. Yeah, there are. There I mean, you can, you can see it happening. You are. Uh, Kiefer is the first... Well, thank you to Steve Harris for reminding us that Kiefer is the first girl to go to the World Cup since Paul Hall. Yeah. When he was at Portsmouth after he'd left Torquay, went to Jamaica, went to France 98 with Jamaica. Was it 98? With the reggae boys. Yeah, wow. 24 years ago. 24 years ago, France 98. That's scary. Jake Andrews is on the move again. He's gone to Gloucester. I saw that. We like to keep yeah. tabs on Jake Andrews. Uh, we did a little bit of number crunching on uh, how many games Torquay have played, six games in 18 days. It's since October the 15th, it's gone Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday, Sunday, Wednesday, Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday. Wow. That's uh, ending with the Barnet game when they actually get a I clear I didn't know you off. could rap. <laughs> Is it, do you think that would <laughs> Somebody will probably record that and, um, and set that to some kind of beat. But, uh, <laughs> And before we wrap up uh, this week, uh, a little word about Alex Fletcher. 
Yes, um, yeah. Alex played three games for us in the, at the beginning of seventeen eighteen uh, under Gary Hours. I think. More recently was uh, went back to Plymouth, didn't he? But more recently yeah. was released and went to Timberton for a season he where did. he did really well. He's at Bath got, now. Got himself a move to Bath. Yeah. That's right. If you haven't caught up with it, he suffered a, a, a really nasty head injury after colliding with an advertising hoarding during a game at Bath on Tuesday night. Um, he's had emergency surgery. He is said to be, this is as of yesterday, so hopefully his condition's improved, but he was stable, but critical in intensive care, you know, thinking of Alex and his yeah, family absolutely. and his friends. Uh, what a, t- a terrible freak accident yeah. to happen. Um, by the look of it, he was dealt with very quickly. They abandoned the game very quickly. It was obvious that he was quite yeah. badly injured. Um, so yeah, it's get well soon. Thinking of Alex and yeah. uh, you know all his many uh, family and friends. We've probably gone on quite long enough. We, we have. I just want to mention Manny Duku. Manny Duku, what's he doing? I now? saw him listed. Now I thought you were going to say you saw him in Tesco. No, I didn't like see him in Tesco's. He is playing for a league team. Is he really? Um, I saw him. Just flicking through, I think he must have scored on Saturday or something. Yeah. Because I saw his name and I thought, what are you doing there? I must remember that for the podcast. And, you've and I've completely forgotten. forgotten. <laughs> and it's only just occurred to me when we were talking about ex-players. And but, because, because we have both phones recorded yes. on the podcast, we can't now suddenly turn to the phone and look at it. Well, that, that's your homework. Your homework. Check out Manny Duku. See, see Manny Duku? what I've completely messed up and he's not playing anywhere and... Uh, I'm sure he scored at the week- weekend and I saw it on my phone and thought, well, well, what are you doing there? The enigma that is Manny yeah. Duke. Clearly, there's the a good player. The story that never ends. There's a good player yeah. in there somewhere, yeah. but we, we didn't see it when he was with us. Indeed. Um, but other clubs seem to as be... As soon as we turn this recording off, I'll be straight onto the <laughs> internet. And uh... I'm going to title this, by the way. I scribbled this down as well. Gary always comes out with a little nugget at some point in his press conference. Yeah. And I loved what he said, that we are on the cusp of being good. Yeah, that's nice. And that's we are line. on the yeah. cusp of being good. Well, we've been good more than 50% of, of the last couple of games, which is yeah. an improvement. Uh, very much yeah. so. And we're off the bottom. We're off the bottom. And Chesterfield, Chesterfield will be a tough team ah, to beat, Chesterfield. they won't find Torquay a pushover this no, weekend. No, they won't. Um, and like Gary said to, to Brent when he uh, he mentioned the fact that will, they be think, will the players be thinking about the derby game when they're playing against Chesterfield Gary said no no they'll be thinking about the Chesterfield game yeah. when they're playing against Chesterfield their, their minds might yeah. wander onto Derby at other times but once that final sorry once that starting whistle yeah. is blown then and I, I love the way he phrased it if any of them aren't concentrating yeah, they'll, they'll be off they'll find themselves sitting behind me yeah <laughs> so, uh, good stuff and he's not in the cinema yeah thanks for your time thanks for your company this has been the Talk United Yellow Army podcast I hope you've enjoyed it. If you have, if you haven't, come up and see us at the game. It's always nice. Yeah, always nice to catch up with you. Thanks for the accompaniment from the two dogs. Hope we didn't uh, split any eardrums with Ernie's barking earlier. Or or with Brent's uh, question right next to my microphone. Absolutely. Or with Milo trying to turn around the place, mate. You can, you're free now. You can wander off and do what you like. Hello, hello. Ladies and gents, thanks for listening. And we'll finish as ever with Come Come On on, You Yellows. Come on, you yellows. Flying high below this Wembley Archway sky today Come on you yellow